and we're recording yes that's right we're back for another part of sizzle and quinny christmas with sizzles and quinny i should say this is part four and we'll get to the movie we'll be reviewing in a moment i am samuel finlay aka sizzle and my partner in crime is as always one half of this dynamic duo it is your boy it is quinny you know me as simon quinn I'm loving it, man. These parts have been awesome so far. These movies have been great. I'm so keen to another pod. Back-to-back days. It's unheard of. But give the people they want. Well, I don't know about all the movies being great because we did review last Christmas in part three. Uh, last this is part. true. I'm just saying, just in and general, <laughs> watching Christmas movies is great. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you there. Um, you know, if you haven't checked out the other episodes in this mini-series, we've done three so far. This is our fourth. We released part one, Fred Claus. And part two was Arthur Christmas with Caleb Hansey from Deck for Hansey, good friend of ours. And part three, as I mentioned there, we reviewed last Christmas. And we've got part four coming at you today. Uh, you can check out all our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just look us up. Uh, look Christmas us up. with Sizzle and Quinny or just Sizzle and Quinny will probably get you there as well, uh, for someone who's just jumped into the podcast, hasn't listened to any episodes before, we've kind of turned our regular Sizzle and Quinny podcast into a, a Christmas podcast after the month of December. And we've been reviewing movies that Quinny and I haven't seen until now, until this year. Uh, so some good, some not so good. And we found that out in the last episode where we reviewed last Christmas, which was a bit of a tough watch and didn't rank all that well, but you're going to have to go back and listen to that episode because I don't want to spend any more they, talking about yeah, that's that right. movie. They can't uh, always be good. No, they can't. Um, before we get into this episode, you know, as you, you mentioned, we've been watching lots of Christmas movies this month and really getting into the Christmas spirit. What did you watch last night? You know, you know, I'm often texting about what we're watching. I believe you fired up a, a, a classic. Classic. I went old school. I listened to Caleb. Shout out to Caleb again. I listened to his podcast on this film. I've heard about it for years and years and years, but I never got around to watching it. And it's, known, it's been known to be one of the best films ever made. And that was It's a Wonderful Life. Super old school. 1946, this came out. Yes, wow. it is literally black and white the whole time. Lovely. I love the movie. Awesome. Love the plot. Love the setting. James Stewart as George Bailey was amazing. So he was the main character. And it's just, it just took me on a journey, man. It, it was awesome. Like, it went for a bit longer. It was like over two hours. But it was amazing. Like, I loved it. Beautiful storyline. And I see why people say it's, you know, it's a classic. So for me, it definitely got the job done. And because I've never seen it before, it just made it even better when I watched it for the first time last night. What did you whip up last night? Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, the newer one of the two, obviously, there's the, the original, which is you know, quite old school. But yeah, I watched um, the newer of the two there. Uh, it's a classic. I mean, I've seen it many times before. But, you know, I had to, had to watch it. It's one of the ones I usually watch. It's not one of the ones I always watch, like every year in December. But it's, it's usually one of the ones that I think about putting on. And last night was a night for it. And you mentioned Caleb there. Uh, he's got a podcast, Deck for Hansy, who was on uh, our podcast on part two. He's also got an episode on Miracle and 34th Street. So check that out as well. Uh, but enough talk about what we watched last night. We're here to talk about a movie... <laughs> that we hadn't seen up until this year. You and I watched it. I think we watched it. You watched it last week. I might have watched it on the weekend. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But that is Christmas Chronicles. 
Now we're going to be talking about Christmas Chronicles, the first one, not part two. Obviously, part two um, came out much more recently. Uh, but we're talking well, we part, part one. one. This we thought would be a bit of a better episode. Um, so I think we should jump straight into it. For a bit of background, I'll give you a little info about the movie, um, as I usually do. So this movie came out in 2018. It was a Netflix release. Uh, it stars Kurt Russell, who we love from Guardians Galaxy 2. Uh, he Shout plays Santa. Yep. He plays Santa in Christmas Chronicles. Um, it also stars Judah Lewis as Teddy and Darby Camp as Kate. Uh, it was produced by Chris Columbus, and he's known for some big movies, uh, such as Harry Potter, uh, Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, and he also directed Home Alone 1 and 2. So yes, he did. He did. So he, he knows how to direct and produce uh, a Christmas movie. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll get into it in a, in a moment. Um, but for a bit of context, a, a very short synopsis about the, the film. So the story of sister and brother Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. So... Let's get into it. We are going to talk highs, things we liked about the movie, lows, things we didn't like and any problems that we had with the movie. Then we're going to give out a nice award and a naughty award. Nice award being for our favorite character, naughty award being for our least favorite character. Then we're going to give a Christmas tree rating out of five, five being amazing, one being it was awful. So without further ado, let's jump straight into highs. I've done a fair bit of talking just now, so I'm going to pass it over to you. What were your highs for Christmas Chronicles? Thank you, Sizzle. I'll give you a few. So we like to do a bit of, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So I'll just read through just a couple of them and then I'll let you, I want to hear your thoughts as well. So just, you know, straight up, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. I like the storyline. The setting was really cool. Definitely gave me some Christmas vibes and that's what we want in a Christmas movie. I really loved the cast. I thought it was well cast. I thought Kurt Russell as a Santa Claus, a bit younger too. I kind of liked that take on the camera. So I thought that was really cool. So I really liked how they went, yep, let's go for a young guy, new character, not so old anymore like all the other films that you see when it comes to Santa Claus. I love that. Definitely the opening scene in particular for me was a huge love of mine. I loved how you see the family together celebrating around the Christmas tree, putting up the decorations, they got their sweaters on, all that kind of stuff. It definitely gave me those Christmas vibes. And I liked how you could see it as like a recording on your camera. And it was kind of, it just kind of made me feel a bit more into it. Like a bit more, I was actually there in person. So I felt more personal for me. So I would definitely some highs for me just for the, you know, just straight out of the park. I'll go back to you though. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got some similar ones there. So I'll, I'll jump on to what you just said there. And first of all was my biggest high, Kurt Russell, his portrayal of Santa. Amazing. I, I really loved his... Uh, energy, his class, and he obviously added that uh, comedic aspect to it as well. Uh, this is a big call, but he could be the best Santa of the movies we've reviewed thus far. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Like, who, who would you take? I mean, Santa from Arthur Christmas has to rank as the worst. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> so I, I'd probably give it to Kurt Russell. I always think about Paul Giamatti from Fred Claus is pretty good. Yeah, it's tough. It's between those it two. It is hard. It's between those two, but I think I liked how it was more. He looked. He was a bit younger. He had a bit more energy, and he, so I kind of enjoyed how it was Kurt Russell. So maybe just like you, Sizzle, I'll give it to Kurt Russell. He's from Guardians of the Galaxy. We love Marvel. So yeah, I'll give it to him. 
All right. And, you know, just to, to tack onto that as well, uh, I found it quite interesting as well. I was reading an a interview um, that producer Chris Columbus did with The Insider. And he talked about Kurt, Kurt Russell and taking on this role. And, and he was quoted by saying, Kurt takes this role incredibly seriously. It may sound silly to some people, but Kurt approaches Santa Claus as if he were a method actor, which I thought was pretty interesting. Like he's really gone all in on Santa, uh, you know, for this role. This is a, a, an interview that took place after uh, Christmas Chronicles part two. So a more recent interview. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved Kurt Russell in this film. He was great. Um, another one as well. And, you know, somewhat similar to what I'm just saying now, um, because it, it's all about the role that Santa plays. I loved all the Christmas mythology in this yeah, that was cool yeah um you, you get a lot more of it in christmas chronicles too but you know we're talking about the first one here so i won't go into too, in too much detail but I, I particularly liked how they mentioned santa's hat giving him the magic, uh, yep. giving him his powers and uh giving him the magic uh which was really interesting because i haven't seen that before in, in a christmas movie um so i thought that was that was really great. And speaking about that interview that Chris Columbus did with the insider, he also uh, mentioned in the interview that Kurt Russell actually wrote about 200 pages uh, about Santa's history for the movie. So like he was all in. So he's definitely all in as a method actor there. Yeah. Yeah. He was all in. And Chris Columbus was all in on this as well. He was quoted in, in that same, same article. Uh, maybe I'll link the article in the show notes. Uh, but Chris Columbus said that he took this uh, movie and, you know, the Christmas Chronicles one and two as seriously as he took Harry Potter. So, you know, he, he was obviously uh, all in. I mean, you should be all in on any movie you do, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting, but yeah, back to the point, the Christmas mythology in the first one and, and even more so the, the second one, which we won't go into was awesome. Totally agree. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, some more I'll, I'll, I'll fire through and then I'll hand it back to you. Thank you. Sounds good. I thought the diner scene was awesome. Like that was probably my favorite scene of the movie. Uh, when, you know, they're obviously in a bit of trouble, uh, there after, um, you know, crashing the sleigh and the presents going everywhere after, uh, Kate and Teddy sort of, uh, I guess, jump in the, the sleigh and startle Santa. And I thought when, they, when, when Santa goes into the diner after that's happened, it was just awesome. Like Santa walks in, he knows everyone's name, having dinner at the diner, but everyone's just a bit rattled there. You know, they, they, they're sort of like, who is this guy, you know, dressed up as Santa? Little do they know he actually is Santa. But, 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 you know, Santa, he's just spitting straight facts about them. He knows all their Christmas presents. I just thought it was awesome. So that was my favorite scene of the movie. Um, and I, I also really liked, and this sort of goes back to the mythology a little bit, I liked how Santa properly explained about what happens when Christmas spirit's gone and, you know, what happens when he can't deliver the presents. And you know, he, he refers to it as the dark ages occur. So that was, that was cool. Love that. Uh, yeah. Throwback to a bit of history. That was good. Yeah. Um, any more from you? Yeah. So I'm just going to go on with yours. Sort of, you know, you mentioned how he just knows all the people, knows the gifts they want. I kind of love that interrogation scene in the police station where he just keeps whipping out presents for all the police officers. And like, they're just like, what are you, like, who is this guy? And he's just so, I just love it. He just does it so chill. It's like, he's just really smooth with it. I found that really enjoyable. I even kind of like the prison scene where they kind of start jamming out as like a band. I didn't mind that. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. He like puts the sunnies on to get the Christmas spirit back up and he like turns to the, you know, 
I'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, yeah. So he turns him into like, you know, a big band and he like and I thought that was kind of funny. I enjoyed that. It gave me a bit of humor. So I really liked that scene. Another scene that I kind of liked was probably the gremlin fight scene where they all jump out of the bag and start taking on the baddies, like the gang of the baddies. So that was pretty funny. And I think one more thing, you know, for me, for Christmas, I always think about Christmas sweaters. I love a Christmas sweater. I might have to rock mine maybe a little bit later in one of our other podcasts. I just love all their Christmas sweaters are just on point. Like their sweater game is really strong in this film. All like the family members have heaps of cool sweaters. I'm all about that life. I want, I want me one of those sweaters. Yeah, you've got a pretty epic sweater, don't you? You've got Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal. I do indeed, correct. I wore it last year when we did our Christmas special. So I, I've still I do got it in the cupboard. <laughs> it's a little hot here in Australia to wear a it sweater. It is a bit too hot. At I, the moment, I, it's really hot I appreciate too. your dedication. Yeah, but I think sweater game on point in this film. Great. All right. Any, any more or should we move to lows? That's pretty much my highs. All right. Well, let's move to the lows and the problems we had with the movie. I had a few. Uh, so I might begin here. First of all, and this was probably my biggest problem with it, was the elves. I had a big problem with the elves here. And you mentioned <laughs> it there. I think you referred to them just then as gremlins. Like, yeah. That's what they were to me. Like, honestly, what were they? Like, they looked like a chipmunk. They looked like chipmunks or they, they looked like... spoke a different language. Yeah. Do, do, you, remember, do you remember Furby? Those are yeah, like I electronic robotic yeah, toys yeah. that were released like when we were growing up. Like, honestly, the elves looked like Furby, a Furby cross with a chipmunk. Like, yeah. I was just very confused what they were. Like, uh, I mean, I thought it was, yeah, it was kind of cool that they had their own language and that goes into the mythology a little bit, but I just didn't dig it. Like, I really didn't like how they spoke their own language. Uh, you know, they, they were clearly going for that sort of like cute and cuddly feel um, with the elves. It wasn't cute and cuddly. It was terrifying. It was. <laughs> I want Buddy from elf i want willie from fred claus like i want some some elves that aren't going to creep me out and some elves that don't look like you know they're from 1995 uh, um you know as a furby so i was out on the elves it was a huge problem for yeah, me yeah that, that was a big low for me and especially because they were like uh, and you know obviously animations come very far and you know but it looked great it didn't look yeah, great it's just like as soon as they came, like because the film to me honestly up until the point that we're introduced to the elves I was like, this is awesome. This is great. And as soon as we got the reveal of the elves, I was just like, oh, that's, that's disappointing. That really is disappointing. So I was out on the elves. I mean, some people might really have loved the elves, but not me. Uh, so that was one big one I had there as well. I'm going to mention another one quickly and then pass it over to you before we come back to me. And, that's, and you mentioned it. You mentioned uh, Santa busting out in song. Yeah, it's going to bring up the Christmas prison. spirit sizzle. I was I was off it. I, I'm going to be honest. That I was, like that scene. That was cringeworthy. I don't want to see Santa grabbing Sonny's and just throwing him on when he's in, in jail singing song. Like when that came on, I, I was I was tempted to switch it off. I was like, All I right. thought it was hilarious. I like I enjoyed that. But you know, you know that on top of the the elves, the chipmunk Furby, um, just call them gremlins, man. They're just yeah. gremlins. The gremlin elves. I was out. So. Yeah, I didn't love that scene either. Uh, I'll pass it back to you and then I'll, I'll compose my thoughts and then we can get back to, to my lows. Yeah, I've got a few. I'll just mention a few and then I'll let you give me some more and then I'll mention some others. But I think just one big one for me, just like any scene with the reindeers in it, like I know it was, it was tw- you know, 2018, I expected the CGI to be way better. And just for me, it just like just didn't get the job done. Just way too fake, 
wasn't very realistic for me. And I really like that realism when it comes to a Christmas film. And again, you mentioned it. You know how when Kate like goes into the Christmas bag to like get the elves, that scene looked putrid. Like I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> it just looked awful. Um, and like you mentioned, the elves are monsters, man. Like they look nothing like elves should look like. Like they're just terrifying. They're gremlins. Like it's a Christmas movie. What are they doing in there? Like that was trash. I didn't really like that. That was one of my big beefs. And one more I'll mention before I go back to you. I do have some more, but just the fact in the first film, it's like the North Pole's like inside the Christmas bag. She like kind of goes in there and she ends up in the office. I just didn't really dig that. I thought the second one does it way better. We actually see the Christmas village and stuff like that. But in the first one, it's like just like pretty much his office. And that's what they say. That's the North Pole. So I just didn't really like that part of the film. So yeah. that's just something for me. I got some more, but I'll go back to you. Uh, yeah, I, I like yeah. We we think alike, and I, I agree with you there on that. You know, like I said, I'm out on these elves. So you know, don't, let's Big not let, let, let's try not to mention them <laughs> too much more on this podcast. I might have to mention them later. <laughs> I might too. Uh, we'll get to that though. <laughs> uh, I had another issue with Teddy and Kate catching Santa. Like obviously they had uh, a plan. It was a good plan at that. It obviously worked. But I just feel like it was too easy. Like, Santa, it's supposed to be magical too. Yeah, it's like got magic. Exactly. Like it, it felt like it was just way too easy for them to uh, catch Santa. Um, you know, yeah. I, I just thought it was too easy. Um, you know, I'm glad it happened because then we got the movie and we, you know, got to see to see Santa and see what he, you know, was like. But yeah, I just thought that was it was too easy. I felt like they could, probably could have done that. Um, a little bit more effectively and you know just to add on to that and this happens after they obviously catch Santa and then they you know jump into the sleigh with him why is Santa I know obviously Santa's a, a very you know nice guy uh, but why is he not more annoyed with Kate and Teddy when they essentially almost ruin his job of delivering presents for Christmas you know, by startling him, causing him to lose control of the sleigh, which crashes, the reindeers are scattered, uh, you know, they lose the presence. He just doesn't seem all that frustrated. Like he seems pretty level-headed and good on him because, I mean, you know, it obviously pays dividends because then they end up, you know, spoiler alert, you know, saving Christmas. But yeah, I, I just thought like, you know, and then this goes into Santa being a great, great guy, as I mentioned, but yeah. Just thought yeah. he was a little too chill in that moment. A little bit too chill. Yeah. yeah. I understand. They did nearly ruin Christmas. So I agree with that point. Yeah. He just didn't seem frustrated, really. Uh, he's just Sorry. too happy. Like, he's a joyous yeah. man. Like, he's a joyous yeah. human. We love Joy Santa. to the world, I guess. Joy to the Joy world. To the world. That's right. <laughs> uh, you got anything uh, else to add before we move I'll hit you with my last few. I've got like three left and then the, I'm done with my lows. This one got me a really, this one hurt me. Like, you know how the scene where Teddy's like controls the sleigh, like Santa's like, all right, Teddy, I want you to control the sleigh. And he's like, keeps rattled. And then somehow the only way it motivates him to do it properly is like a train coming right out and about to crash into him. Like he's about to die. And then he somehow suddenly can like control the sleigh. I was just like, come on. You can't motivate someone by giving them like a near death experience. Come on, Santa, you're better than that. And there's just no way Teddy's controlling that sleigh. Nah. Like it just didn't do it for me. And then Santa's hat, like you mentioned before, I like how it's supposed to say it's heaps magical and stuff. But at the end of the film, it says he didn't even need the hat. He can do magic anyway. So what was the whole point of the hat? 
Yeah, good was point. Talking about how good point. He needed the hat, but he didn't really need the hat. He kind of just said that hat was there as a bit of motivation for Teddy and Kate to help save Christmas, but he could have done the magic anyway. Mm. So I thought that was a bit of a plot hole for me. So I was just like, well, what was the point of getting his hat then? Like, if you could have just do magic whenever you liked, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, I mean, they, they, don't, they don't explain that. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, that and was that's one like, big yeah. one for me. And I mean, I had that as a high, but, you know, now that you mentioned that, like, it, it's true. That, that, that is a bit of a, like, it's a bit disappointing. Yeah. And then the last thing, I don't know if you got this, but I just feel like in the film, it just focuses on really him delivering presents in North America. He doesn't really talk about the rest of the world. Kind of just focuses on yeah. you get like the shots of just America. It's like, come on, Santa, you got to go around the world. It's not just North America. There are other countries out there, and children need their you know their presents on Christmas Day. Yeah. So that was one thing that got me a bit. But that was my last from Lowe's. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our nice award, and then we'll go to our naughty award. We'll start with our nice award, which is the award we give to our favorite character. Uh, I might start because you just finished us off there with our low. Go for it. And I feel like we're probably going to have similar one here. I mean, maybe not. But I, I, and I, you know, I spoke about him in my highs, you know, in length. So I, I won't say too much here, but it's Santa for me. Like it, this was an easy one. Uh, I mean, this movie doesn't have a heap of characters in there, you know, discluding the gremlins. Uh, so oh, don't even talk to me about the gremlins sizzle. I don't want I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> Nor do I. Uh, so yes, Santa gets my nice award. You know, I don't really like giving it to a main character, but Kurt Russell was awesome in this film. I mentioned it earlier about, you know, how he really went all in for this role, you know, approaching it as if you were a method actor, like that's awesome. He was the, the best part in this film. If he wasn't in it, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Uh, much so you know he brings energy class and and comedy to the film so kurt russell santa claus thank you santa claus nice award lovely that's a good you have award. someone different i do have someone different nice so i like that we're mixing it up again so this one i was obviously thinking it's either between santa or this one character and because you mentioned santa i was on the fence but i'm going with kate I think Kate is a she's awesome in this film. I know she's like kind of ruins Christmas sort of, but just the fact that she keeps the Christmas spirit alive, like she's amazing. They call her the true believer for the believer. whole film. She's a true believer. Like I love that. That gives me Christmas feels. That holiday believing in something. So I thought she was amazing. She helps Santa deliver the presents in the end. So her and her brother do tag team and help out. She helps get him out of prison. She gets the elves to then go help Santa. She like shows up in the North Pole in the bag and they're like oh, it's a true believer. And then the gremlins who are just the worst go out and save Santa. And then, you know, they deliver the presents on time. So got to love that. And she was always trying to, you know, get her brother back on her team and trying to get her brother back into the idea of Christmas. So I think she was the nice award for me this week. There you go. Let's move on to our naughty award then. So this is for the character that we didn't particularly like, our least favorite character in the movie. I'll start again. And mine goes to all the elves. No, I'm just kidding. I can't give it to all the elves, but really the elves do suck. You can. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, well, look, I'm going to give it to all the elves. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was fair game or not, but yeah. It's I'll, fair game. All right. Well, you said well, who'd you have instead of the elves? I'll, I'll or? Gi- no, no. I'll, how about this? I'll give it to all the elves because I really despise the elves in this film. Yep. Really was like, you know, I mentioned, I'm not going to say anymore. I just didn't like them. So my naughty award goes to the elves, but an honorable mention 
was the bartender who uh, they mentioned is an ex-convict. Uh, he's also mentioned to be on the naughty list Hall of Fame. You know, when they go into the, the bar, um, yeah, and like a bar his, diner yeah, yeah. scene. He's just a jerk. Like he Massive treats, jerk. He treats Santa like garbage. So he's my honorable mention. But now that you've said it's all good to give to the elves, it's, it's going to the elves. And that was an easy decision for me. Yeah, well, you know, Naughty Award has to be the elves. Sorry, like they're just terrifying. They should not be in a Christmas movie. It's supposed to be for children. And they just, you know, they just look like gremlins, like you mentioned. They just look terrible. And they like, I know it's kind of cool. They speak a different language and all that kind of stuff. But I just wasn't vibing them. And they kind of freaked me out a bit. So for me, just like you, Sizzle, I didn't have any honorable mentions. But the Naughty Award for me has to go the elves. Quick question. You've seen the Polar Express, I take it. I have. Which elves are scarier? <laughs> I think it's the Gremlins. I honestly think these are probably the worst elves I've seen in a Christmas film. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The elves yeah, in uh, the Polar Express are freaky. I'm going to have to quickly look at them just to compare. Yep, look at them again but because they're... I don't know. The Gremlins are pretty terrifying. Yeah. Look, I, I definitely prefer the elves in the Polar Express. But, you know, when it, in terms of being freaky, they're, they're right up there. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. They are a little bit freaky. But at least they look a little bit more human than the That's right. That's who, right. Because hey, for me, they're definitely elves, better. <laughs> I think they're better elves. But these guys, for me, have to be the worst. I mean, the gremlins kind of remind me of something that should be in like Star Wars. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they should be like true. running around and like Tatooine or something. Like, I don't or know. in the horror movie that was the Gremlins. <laughs> the horror movie. That too. Uh, hey, that has to be. Is Chris Columbus like involved? Was he involved in the Gremlins? I don't know. You know what? Actually, Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if he is. Because uh, they're just terrible. Like you mentioned it. They look like those knockoff toys from a few years ago. And then they're just weird and I'm just not vibing them. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. And before we get into Christmas tree rating, you know, obviously we've spent this episode talking about the Christmas Chronicles, uh, the first one. I just wanted to quickly ask you because we've both watched part one and part two recently. I wanted to ask you which one you preferred. Did you prefer one or two? This was tough. I was I was thinking about this before we started recording, and I did watch number two a little bit more. I watched like one like last week and then two like the other day. I. Think, I think I prefer number two just simply because I like how you get the actual North Pole that I'm looking for. Like you get the Christmas village, you see the workshop, you see all the different shops, you get a Mrs. Claus in there. She's more involved in the film and I kind of enjoyed that setting. That gave me way more Christmas vibes as opposed to the first one. So I think for me, the plot's, I don't think the plot's as good as the first one. But I think based on, you know, the setting, like I mentioned before, that probably gets it over the line for me. And, you know, Santa does another dance scene in oh. the airport. Love it. And then that, I love how Kate, <laughs> I, I love how Kate then gets to see her father when he's like a teenager. And they like, she gets to say goodbye to him, which I thought was really, you know, really thoughtful. And it kind of gave me, again, those Christmas feels. So I think the second one for me is probably better. What do you think? I think I prefer the first one. Uh, purely because and this goes back to our, my hate of the elves in this. But the elves are in the they're terrible in the second. Yeah, okay. But they're, they're, there's so many more in the second one. Yeah, true. There is an overwhelming sense of elves. And, and I mean, that, basically, the whole story 
and the whole idea on, of yeah. it is based on an elf turning into a human uh, because he didn't get enough attention from Santa. That was just and hard to wrap cool. my head around. That was really hard to wrap my head around. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I don't know, I'm going the second one. That, just that being miss- said, I do like the points you've made about the second one. I really liked the North Pole and Santa's village in the second one. That was really awesome. And I really liked, and if we were to give, you know, we're not going to do awards for the second one, but if there was a nice award, it would go to Jack. He was awesome in the second one. With that Nerf gun or the, the sort of Nerf crossbow. Yeah, he was awesome. Like, and he was encouraged to climb up the cliffs to get the yeah. plant that they needed to calm down the elves who were just losing their minds. He was awesome. Good. Yeah, he was good value. And then Mrs. Claus was also good value too. She was good value. And Tyrese even made an appearance. Yeah, Tyrese. We had Ludacris on Arthur, on um, <laughs> on Fred Claus and now we've got, yeah, Tyrese on Chronicles. So getting the, rapper, getting the rappers in there. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, let's move to our Christmas tree rating. Uh, for reference, uh, you know, going off some of the heavy hitters when it comes to Christmas movies, Home Alone and Love Actually, they get 7.6 on IMBD. So this movie actually gets 7.1. On yeah, that's IMDb. high. I didn't expect that when I looked at it just yeah. on IMDb. That's I was, impressive. I was actually surprised as well. I didn't think it would have gotten that high because that's pretty good i mean that's good for just a movie in general let alone a christmas movie that has some freaky gremlins in it so yeah the freaky gremlins just ruined it for me (laughs) so yeah that's a bit of reference uh look i i like this movie it was enjoyable and you know we talk about this a lot would it be a movie that we rewatch every year every you know december in the lead up to christmas for me no i'm probably not watching christmas Chronicles one or two yeah i don't think i will um and if to get a score of four or five four above that's to be that it has to be rewatchable every year so you know would i watch it if i was just you know laying on the couch you know flicking channels and it came on not that anyone does it anymore because we have netflix and all the streaming services. some people might do you never know <laughs> but you know if, if it was in that situation I, I might leave it on but yeah i'm not watching this next year so it, it gets a three out of five for me three christmas trees out of five lovely i that's a great rating i totally agree and i'm going to say the same i gave it a three out of five fair uh, I was thinking like three and a half, but then I was like, nah, the gremlins just, the elves just didn't do it for me. And then I was like, let's be honest, I probably wouldn't rewatch it. So yeah, I agree. It's definitely a solid three out of five for me, which isn't bad. There we go. Well, that brings us to the end of part four. Yeah, was a review of Christmas Chronicles for our festive miniseries. Yes, that's right. Check out all the previous episodes of this series. We're going to be back for another part and I won't reveal the the movie, but we may have another special guest on there. Uh, Rumor has it. Rumor Rumor has it. Rumor going around the North Pole is we will have a special guest on the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And... You know, tell your brother, your mother, your sister, your cousin, parents, tell um, everyone, tell the gremlins. Maybe don't do not bring the elves. Keep them in this bag. Invite you can invite Santa over. Invite Teddy and Kate, but just not the gremlins. (laughs) Keep them away. They they're just terrible. They're just terrifying. Should I say? Yeah. Well said. Well, until next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.